0: Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are talking about cupping. Oh, it's a
1: great topic,
0: and I will warn you: this is going to be this is going to be a multi-part series. We're still working on how many parts because I think
1: you and Dad have talked about we could cup for years. You do, you, and I have cupped for years, and I have so much <laughs> experience. It's like I've been to so many courses on it. You can go as deep as you want. You really can. So to start off.
0: With a basic question that mm. I think has an infinite amount of answers, and we could talk for
1: hours, but what is cupping? Is uh, is kind of the let's just get into it. Yeah. What is cupping? It's a strange when I haven't been in it for years, I think of cupping. It's obvious what that is. Someone's going, What are you talking about? Cupping mm. uh, something to do with cups, obviously. Right. But the important thing of cupping is, is your thinking. Thinking. And, and when I say that in the cup, you're going to put some dry. Coffee grounds in there, yeah, and we'll talk about pr- 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 proportions soon. <laughs> and uh, and even before you put the water on, which was what we typically do with a cup of coffee, we're going to start smelling those grounds, mm. and we're going to start thinking about those grounds. And that's where you yeah. stop and you say, "Let's think."
0: And I mean, so many times when we're drinking coffee or uh, other things or eating really anything, we we don't really slow down for a whole lot of that. We, we spend a lot of time consuming and a lot of time thinking. And I think we had talked about it. Well, we talked about it before the podcast. It's kind of a, a sensory ceremony mm-hmm. as far as we mm-hmm. are taking steps that we go through a process uh, and we're uh, we're doing that and it's 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 something we're 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 slowing down where we're really taking the time to understand our coffee and taste the flavor of it
1: yeah we're, we're, we're not good at doing it you say at other forms of life we just go so <laughs> fast right and i've in a sense with my coffee um experience has been i've been forced to slow down because we're going to be talking about this in a moment about buying coffee, and you don't want to mm. buy the wrong stuff because it's expensive when you get you know a whole container of two hundred and fifty right. bags. Uh, so you need to think about what you're buying. So I've been forced into a way, mm. and then being a roaster, I've realised there's two parts. There's a lot of parts to being a roaster. But <laughs> one, you roast the coffee in the machine, mm-hmm. and the second part, you goes hand in hand. You must cup. The coffee there's that word again
0: yeah well and i would say a warning is do you think that cupping will ruin almost ruin maybe maybe ruins a, a, a tendency <laughs> connotates bad things but it'll ruin the way you drink coffee in a sense like mm-hmm. you'll start thinking about what you're drinking when you're not cupping more
1: that's right, and uh, that's very true. And it, it is, you're right in a good sense, and I said good sense, <laughs> you are going to be ruined in a good sense because you will start knowing differences in coffees, you'll start knowing different yeah. language, you'll be able to talk about coffee in a way that's understandable to someone else in Ethiopia or mm-hmm. just in you know the, the, the town next door. It suddenly expands stuff and you are ruined because now you find it hard not to talk about the what you're you're tasting, and you've got right. words to it, and people are going, you sound a bit nerdy. Well, you are in a good sense.
0: And even when you and I have gone out for coffee, which we don't do as often as some might think. <laughs> um, Why but, is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to compete with what we have at home. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess another reason is because when we go out, oftentimes it's hard to ignore really tasting the coffee. Uh, and obviously we always taste it when we're drinking it, but it's, it's hard for us to, to not go somewhere and try and evaluate what we're tasting, and you know, you and I will notice it or something, we might say, ooh, this is not good. Or we might say, hey, this is really good, we'll mm-hmm. come back here. And but that's the
1: good part of it, that you're going to get both going on. You're going to get, this mm-hmm. is horrible, this is good. But as you say, that word ruined again, we have um, a sense we are not going to just taste coffee, we're going to taste bad coffee and go, Yuck don't mm. want to drink that.
0: And it's an education as well. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's learning. And I think that kind of goes into our next my next question at least is why do we cup? Mm. And I mm. think uh, I think a, a large a large reason we cup is because it gives us a commonality. You know, if you and I are talking about coffee, we can talk with you know, different words or different descriptions, and we can have a common understanding. And we'll get into that more into other episodes. But there is, you know, professionally at least, there's a lot of protocol
1: to cupping in the process. And we're going to be talking about this as we keep saying that because <laughs> it's such a big topic. But yeah, prof- prof- professionally, there's a lot going on there. But the nice thing about you can take that professional and bring it home and just make a light version of it. Right. But you will have the exact same benefits you know social fun it's it's all there when you start actually thinking about the coffee and you hear someone say a word you go whoa it may not even be the right maybe Whatever word, <laughs> right. dirty windows, and you're going. What are you talking about? And you start talking about that, and mm. you start to think again, and you have this commonality with this friend mm. who just came around to have a drink of coffee. and said, "Let's why don't, why don't we just cut this coffee first? Let's just have, let's just think about what we're going to drink, and then right. we do whatever it's we're going to do today." <laughs> but uh, and suddenly you you've involved them in yourself in this process, and you suddenly enjoy not only drinking coffee, but you enjoy thinking about coffee
0: i think of it like music you can do music professionally Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of structure to that you know sometimes there's not but you know there's structure as far as what core what timing are we playing and if you're playing in a band you're very there's a there's a common structure involved whereas cupping can be similar if you're doing it professionally or you're doing it for instance golden bean is going on this week so Mm -hmm. everybody cupping there is working under a lot of the same principles and 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 you know everything like that but you can also bring home music and you can play guitar with your friends at home or do something like that. And it's a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think like cupping, you can adapt what, what is done professionally to what you can do at home. And while it may not have the same strict or rigid structure, you can still gain something from it and you can enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm. We were just talking about before you talk about golden bean competition here in Portland. Right. And what I like about that, that competition other than it's uh, run by Australians, um, is that is that you get a bunch of roasters together mm. and they send their coffee in. And there's, there's pluses and minuses to it. But but when you get, uh, then everyone comes for this this week. We've got the, the, the awards of tonight, actually. But all the people who come are just, there's people who've never cupped before. There's right. people who've never thought to cut before. There's people who've done it for years, like myself. Mm-hmm. And here we are, sitting around this table, talking with each other, and we learn some there's calibrating to start with, et cetera, but but you suddenly hear words right. who, and I, I I, we, we cup at caravan every week and I love it when there's new cuppers, not because oh I I like it because they come with words I've never thought of. It's not mm. as technical as what I've learnt and uh but it's 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 revelation like wow that makes that's a good descriptive word i like i had a guy sitting next to me yesterday with a cup and he said this is this, this coffee's pillowy <laughs> I'm go, what are you talking about and we discussed what he meant by pillowy uh-huh. and oh, that gave me a new appreciation for the coffee we were tasting
0: yeah and i think that there's always growth in that there's always mm. you know learning of new descriptions and flavors and and i think that that for the home side of it is a, is a, is a big reason why cupping, you know, if you're into coffee, why you may want to cup is because you may look for a specific flavor or, or you may like a certain flavor and you want to find that in other coffees. Um, And it can really help you hone in what coffee you're having and why you like it, that kind of thing. Uh, Whereas we were talking um, about it in professionally, you might be looking for another coffee to fit in with another blend Um, you might be, you know, I think one of the things that's interesting that we take for granted as a consumer is where coffee is grown is on planet earth, but (laughs) there's different years have different, uh, seasons can be different. We can have rains at different times. We have monsoons and too much sun. And so there's changes in the actual coffee that you get from the same region, same farm year to year. Mm-hmm. And so as a coffee, you know, as, as so for you as a roaster, you want to maintain consistency, consistency in your coffee. yeah. Um, and so it's crucial to cup because if you just use the same farm, you could get different coffee every we, single year. It could
1: be disastrous, which is what I was saying too before when I roast coffee through the week, mm. uh, how I roast it, right? I may not know that th- – I, the, the development stage was a little too long, too short. There was a staling process going. There was all, I could have done all sorts of things. Right. If I haven't cupped it, I won't have a clue because if I go just with a color, mm. that's just a very minor tool to find out what your coffee's like. You have to cup it to find out this is now consistent that we're using. Uh, that the, 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 the capstone that we have, one of our blends, it's, we do 14 on one day, different blends of you know, 25 pounds a time. Right. And we find out if we cup them, we say, oh, these are the same, and then next week we do it again. So it's the same as last week. Yeah. Which is another reason you need to have a pen and a bit of a pen and paper to write some of this down, mm. because no matter really how good your memory is, you're going to forget what it right. tasted like last year, for instance. Especially
0: if you're if you're cupping a lot of coffee. Yes. And I think that's where it, it takes a large leap from consumption to cupping. You're not cupping because you are trying to, you know, drink coffee. You're cupping so that you can then produce something that is consistent Mm -hmm. or has a certain flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's where there's a differentiation between subjective and objective. Mm. Because when you're cupping, you're not, it's not subjective cupping. You you may not be cupping for a flavor that you enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking at a blend, you have to objectively Mm -hmm. cup to say, is this good coffee? I may not, you know, may not be like you know. I may not like fruity, acidic, but it is fruity, acidic, and it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it's almost like cupping is a language. I mean, cupping really is.
1: Mm-hmm. It is language, yeah. kind of
0: like music. Two musicians from around the world can play together because music is a common language between. Actually, them.
1: that that's a good point. And a C, the note C, uh-huh. is. You've learned what that is on the piano. Right. And you know what it sounds like. You can even record it and get a a feel for it. Right. And whether you're in Ethiopia playing a piano C or in Newburgh playing a piano C, it's going to be exactly the same. And that is probably a good analogy of when we cut, we're trying to do just that. We're trying to get the same language going. So a C is a C, whatever country you're in.
0: Right. We've decided that this is the definition of that, which isn't language. I mean... And it, and that's why when you do it professionally, there is so much you know. There's there's a strict protocol put in place mm-hmm. so that we are all experiencing the same thing. So that when we use the word acidic, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're doing that based on the same types of tests and different things like that. It's, and that can be a huge benefit, especially from roaster to roaster, that kind of thing. So there's there's so many reasons why we cup coffee.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, but. What do we cup? Coffee. Coffee. Exactly. (laughs) And I think the reason I ask is because a coffee cupping, you know, you you, you can obviously cup things that are not coffee, Um, but it's very similar to a wine tasting. And I'm not going to say it's the same, but I I think at least where we are in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Oregon, we've got a lot of good wine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people take wine, you know, if you go to a winery or a vineyard, you, you take it very seriously. You, you know, you sit there, you smell the, cu- the, the cup of wine, you, you you sip it, you, you look at all the aromas, that kind of thing. And I think that it's an easy correlation to coffee for a lot of people. Um, Cause again, taking it seriously.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, what, what you, you cup and I, I laugh and say coffee, obviously, mm-hmm. but like wine, actually like a lot of like cheese, like perfume, like a lot of things, there's mm. differences, and how do you learn about those differences other than smelling, tasting, thinking, all these things? And right. and mm-hmm. coffee, we call that cupping, mm-hmm. and that you actually discover that here is a Indonesian coffee, here is a Guatemalan coffee. We know they're different coffees; they're, right. from, they're from a different origin. But what is it about them that is different? And sure, you're going to like one or the other more, Mm -hmm. which is the subjective, objective thing you were just talking about. And we're trying, and we will never be there in (laughs) cup and coffee to move more towards um, objective rather Mm. than subject, just what my emotions and what I like is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're always going to be trying, and we'll never get there. But the more you can actually describe and talk about and just bring it down and down, and down, and say, okay, I don't like this Indonesian coffee, but when we go to the body of this coffee, it's like, that's really high. Mm. I give it a huge score for that. It's right. a plus. And this is, therefore, a good Indonesian coffee. And it, my job, that means, okay, we can look at buying this coffee because it's a good Indonesian coffee compared to other Indonesian coffees.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's another piece. Is it, it does have a large effect on for professional side, what people are buying and that kind of thing. Um, and also what's what when you talked about the commonality, I remember you went to Ethiopia and did some cupping and you could cup with other cuppers and both your information that you, when you cupped and when they cupped, you could share that and it was useful for each other because you're both kind of working on the same the same playing field at least. So it's, mm-hmm. it is super helpful when we all speak the same language. Yeah. And I think when you're doing it at home, that's probably less, not less important, but it's not as crucial because you may be doing it for yourself. You may be just your own curiosity, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but it, I have, you know, one of my questions is like, what are we looking for when we're cupping? Um, and you really spoke to that pretty well when you said it affects, you know, what you're buying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, what are you looking for?
1: And, it, and another part of that, what we're looking for is the quality of it, not necessarily the flavor, which which is part of the quality. Right. And here we, it gets a huge at this point. Mm. In fact, we use a, a form that, um, it sounds oh form. I don't like forms. <laughs> sounds like work.
0: It is a little. It is work <laughs> um, because
1: you're having to think, right? And not just what you feel like that day. And as I say, the next week you can come back and compare the f- the the twenty different Guatemalan coffees you had and see, I don't remember that one I had last week. Oh, but I gave it an eighty-five, and this one I here I only gave an eighty. Why did I do? That? Let's look at my mm. form and see. Oh, it had a higher acidity, or it had a higher yeah. balance score. And and that score then gets translated into a more practical aspect of buying the coffee, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because it has a, a quality. We go, wow, this is this is a better quality coffee. Yeah.
0: And and I, I'm I'm assuming people know this, but to clarify, it is roasted coffee that we're cupping. Right. And I think that the, the other aspect of it, what we're looking for is again, I think this word comes up so often, but consistency, consistency, consistency. So you as a roaster, so dad, when you're roasting, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that what the product you're putting out is consistent. It's yes. tasting the way you want it to. And I think of it like, you know, companies that like pull you know one piece of their product out of a thousand and test that one to make sure it works. And it's a way to keep kind of some quality control on what you're putting out, as well as tasting what's coming in, so that then you could put it out. You know, there's there's that side of it too.
1: And there's that, that consistency of language. What you're talking about before too, that when a friend in Ethiopia says this tastes like yak legu. And I'm going, what are you talking I don't know what, glug glug glum, what are you talking about? But if we both say, this is orange, mm. and he's learnt through learning about what an orange is, even though yeah. they may not have them there, or vice versa, we may not have a, I can't even pronounce what I said, the glug glue, yeah. but because now we know what an orange is, suddenly we're on the same page, we're talking about the same thing, and when I buy the coffee, mm. I know what I'm getting, he knows what he's selling to me, and everyone's happy.
0: And I think that that's a good thing. It, it supersedes colloquial yes. definitions. Because even, you know, from New Zealand to the States, there's different mm-hmm.
1: names for the same thing. And a all those trunk, tra- a boot. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> very
0: different things in both places. You're going,
1: both going, what are you talking about? Well, we're talking about the end part of a car that you put stuff in. You lift it up and at the, the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, a trunk's what's
0: on an elephant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the, the, the whole terminology side is a very important piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um so I think, you know, overall, what are we looking for? Consistency. Mm-hmm. and How that affects that. Yes. Um, and like we talked about with a professional cupping, there's so many different aspects, quality. You know, are you looking for a body to add to a blend? Or are you looking for consistency in the coffee you're producing? You know, it affects your buying decisions, all that stuff. Um, one of the things that we talked about was when you're cupping at home, something, some things that might be some reasons you may cup at home.
1: Right, um, right
0: would be, you know, you may pick several different coffees um, that are all different and you can cup to kind of differentiate or <laughs> differentiate the differences between them all and just and kind of, you know, it gives you a well-rounded uh, palate or idea of what mm-hmm. flavors you like. Or if you grab two coffees that are from the same region or the same, um, even the same farm, but roasted by different people, you can see, you know, who, which one do I like better? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also, I think what you, I think you would suggest it, it's kind of fun is to cup against what the bag says it tastes like.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good idea is, and it, your roastery should be cupping their coffee. As I was saying, it's hand mm-hmm. in hand. You can't do one without the other. That's
0: true. And what that's they, for both sides, home and the roaster.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so when you're, a, when you go to buy your coffee, you can see what they've written there and you know, that when they say this word is juicy or this one has got f- high body or it's got a viscous mm. sort of note to it or you, you you understand that and that you know what you're buying there for. Right. And I was thinking too that it helps often when you're cupping, if you do two different countries, for instance, you do Indonesia and Guatemala I've been talking about. I <laughs> don't know why. But um, you may discover yeah, I've never had an Indonesian coffee before. Right. And you put them together. I've always had Guatemala. I've never not got a Guatemala. Mm. And you take the Indonesian and you suddenly, you go, wow, this this is an amazing. Why have I never heard of Indonesian coffee? Then you start saying, well, what area is this? And this is the Asia Pacific area and coffee. What other countries do coffee around that area? Papua mm. New Guinea, Sulawesi. There's a whole lot of countries that, that you can say, I've never had coffee from those places before. I'm going to try those. And suddenly you've, it's just opened up and you've got this whole huge area that you've never dealt with before. And it's got big.
0: Yeah. It can open up opportunity for a lot of coffees. You may like that you didn't know before. It's like listening to different types of music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone says, I like Brazilian music. Mm -hmm. You go, what is that? And you listen to it and you go, Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah.
1: I like that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think there's, there's so many different, different ways it can be useful. And if you're home roasting too, you can say, you know, Hey, is what I'm making, Tastes good, and you can even compare notes from different roasts or try different things and see how that affects your final product.
1: And which is again why it's good to write down, even when you're roasting home roasting, to write some stuff down of timings and things. Even though it's a bit of a pain, unless you just you know just want to get the coffee into you and you just want to roast it and do it quick. (laughs) But uh, if you do write it all down, you can actually then cup that coffee and then cup it the next day and and Mm. say whatever I did. The day before was way better and you, you don't have to guess what you did you look down and say right oh i started at this temperature and i i went down to this temperature i went this long and i did this there was a drop and all that sort of thing and suddenly you've written down and cupping's the same you you taste it right. so this is much better let's go back to my roast now and say what did we do well
0: and i think the notes and this is maybe getting off a little bit off topic but tim one of our friends we had on an early podcast, uh, roasting with him one time at home, he takes notes throughout his roast, you know, what at what times did things, you know, crack or what times are things at what temperatures, and that way he knows he can repeat that again. I mm-hmm. think cupping's similar, it can similar, help us, yeah.
1: yeah, which is sort of in cupping, you want to do the same thing the same way, right. Every time. Helping with their objectivity, so it's it's you're trying to cut out any. Oh, this time I did a lot more water, in, to, compared to how much coffee I had in the cup. Or I got a much bigger cup this time. Or the temperature was mm. way different this time. Why does this coffee not taste the same? Just because right. you you didn't boil it, or to the temperature, to say you it needed to go to, and uh, that can change everything. So the right. more you can standardize and keep things the same, and therefore have a different coffee, though mm. you can compare much easier across the board. Absolutely.
0: And I, and I think it can also be fun too. You know, if you have a group of, because oftentimes it's, it's better in a group, you can cut by yourself, but if you have a group of friends coming over, you know, if everybody likes coffee, it can be a fun thing to do. I know that we've done that with people have come to visit or whatever. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we've done cuppings and it can be a, a, an enjoyable, it's very social. Yeah. I, had a,
1: I had a friend, Mike, who, uh, uh, it was one of his birthdays, and I'm not sure when it was, but his wife very kindly asked, rang me and said, could you come? Mm-hmm. You, you, I was coming to the birthday party anyway. And he says, I want to do a, a full cupping yeah. at his party. And I thought, okay, we can do that. And, <laughs> and it was interesting. There was about, I don't know, 15 people there. And it was interesting getting different people's perspectives. And some didn't know what we're doing and didn't want to do it. (laughs) Um, But uh, most people was sort of as a whole eye opener to to this. Mm. And it was actually a lot of fun. We actually talked about stuff. We didn't just sit in our little groups and do what we normally talk about. We had a focus and it was most enjoyable. And some went away thinking, I've never thought to think about my coffee before.
0: Well, and if you get different perspectives, people are going to have different flavors, different names for different flavors mm-hmm. that then, you know, you go, oh yeah, it does taste like yeah, that. It's helpful. Yeah. So I want to look at the equipment real quick. What, you know, what is a, what does all the cupping stuff look like? And we're not going to get into the, the nitty gritty necessarily. That's again, we're, we're going to do some more episodes on cupping. Um, but just so that everybody kind of has an idea. And again, these are. Like, professionally, like, I think we have the, right over there, we have the uh, Roaster's Guild, we have some some stuff from them, the, what they specify. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is, you know, professional cupping, obviously, everyone wants to cup the same, with the similar or same equipment, so we're all basing our, what we're saying off of, you know... Yes. A, 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 a standard, mm-hmm. um, and this can be adapted for home. You know, oh, yeah, that's right. You this. don't have
1: to have all that sort of equipment. I'm yeah. thinking to a cupping professionally uh, as a as a quality grader, Q grader. We we are called mm-hmm. uh, every three years. I have to go somewhere in the states and recalibrate, mm. and to make sure I'm still saying and writing and thinking the same things as what my colleague is thinking in right. Colorado, or wherever they may be. Yeah, and we. Come is usually about twenty of us, and we all day—no, three days—we cup coffee, <laughs> yeah, and we have to set tests and make sure Indonesian. I'm tasting is the same that he's tasting. We're both calling it Indonesian coffee, mm-hmm. and it's a rigorous process, but it's actually really helpful to recalibrate to make sure we're on the same page. And you do yep. it with instruments. You recalibrate to make sure it's reading the same reading as it was yesterday, yeah, and that's important.
0: Absolutely. Um, the first one is not necessarily something you may think of immediate, but it makes sense is you want it to be a clean and odorless space. Mm. So doing a cupping in a perfume shop is not optimal. Probably not. <laughs> because there is so much that is scent or smelling that affects the flavor. Mm-hmm. What is it like? 50% of taste is smell oh, or
1: s- Probably I'd go 70%. Oh, I'll, I'll go
0: 70 too.
1: It's actually seventy five, but anyway.
0: <laughs> but it is important to be in a clean, odorless space so that we're not, you know, confusing what we're smelling with other things. And that goes for, you know, if you're in a place where you smell a lot of coffee too. You mm-hmm. could smell a coffee that you're not cupping and it can
1: throw you off. Oh yes. I've we have a public cupping every Friday at Caravan and mm. We don't have it as rigorous as I would when I was cupping out the back. Right. But uh, people come, some have so much perfume or aftershave. It's like, Mm. this smells like. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm all in something as the aftershave. Uh, Some, I've had a few even come who perhaps should have had a shower or or something in the last two, three weeks because the odor was just quite strong. Uh, So, yeah, having a clean place is, is really, it sounds sort of odd, but no. Do it where you're not going to be confused. I heard once they actually perfume companies mm. who do a—they don't call it cupping, obviously. Right. You don't want to drink perfume; it's probably not a good idea. But uh, <laughs> they actually use coffee. They between smelling the perfumes, they smell mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. To neutralize their smell.
0: Yeah, I've seen that at stores too. They'll have little cups of beans mm-hmm. sometimes.
1: Yep. Yep. And I think to go with that, also
0: making sure that you're not chewing gum or affecting your flavor in what's in your mouth. Because you know you chew mint gum, and it's like when you do that, and or it's like brushing your teeth and then drinking orange juice. It's like, whew, full exactly, on, exactly. So you want to make sure you're not already, you know, affecting your palate.
1: Professionally, we make sure we, yeah, you know, we do it in the morning for a start because that's a good time. Get to the afternoon, you're slowing down. You've got lots of taste going on in your mouth because you probably had lunch and the taco you had is spicy and it, it probably doesn't help Rain. so the morning is not a bad thing and, and you're more awake usually <laughs> uh, but when we go I always I i clean my teeth with just the brush rather than toothpaste I don't put perfume or I don't put perfume on I don't put aftershave <laughs> on and yeah. I probably have a shower the night before uh, just trying to neutralise as much as I can so that mm. my fellow cuppers as, as well are not affected by you. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so we're all trying to on the same page there again. So it sounds like a we, it sounds like we could do a whole podcast on cleanliness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the, another important all all of these are important, but is cups all of them being the same size? Because mm. you know, it, you know, I've got a cup here in front of me. If I use a cup like this and a cup twice its size, and we fill both with water. But they're going to have a different water to coffee ratio, and as we talked about, like on our extraction episode a while back, it's going to change the flavor hugely. And it's just the dilution as well of just how much water is diluting my coffee. Yeah,
1: um, it's. I'm, I'm just looking at my notes. I've got the. Um, you were talking about the Roasters Guild, uh, the Roasters yeah. Evaluation Form Protocol, the beta version. This means it's the most up to date. Oh my, yep, the beta version. Yep, 2015. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sort of says at the top there. <laughs> but it's interesting. I, I just run right here. It's got determining measurements, and you mm. need to think about how big the cup is. Therefore, how much water does it ha- take go into it? Right. How much, therefore, coffee that you grind is going to go into? It. This is here. The optimum, you know, the best ratio is 8.25 grams of coffee per 150 mils of water. There you go. Just start there. Find a cup that's one hundred and fifty mils, mm-hmm. and or mark it in the cup. Fill the water up. Put it on a gram scale, and it'll tell you it's one hundred and fifty grams, which is nice and and, and metric. Where that's basically one hundred and fifty mils, mm. and you can see where the water needs to go. And then I'm going to put eight point two five grams and fill the water up to that point.
0: Yeah, and it's. I think that that's you know it's again why we have a standard because. The more coffee you put in, the more it's going to extract, you know, know, it's just, there is so much it. changes it. So in that same standard, I'm reading in the notes I have on my computer here, but it's, uh, they say all the cups need to be the same, obviously. Um, When
1: you say all the cups, professionally, we use five cups.
0: Fair enough. That's a good point. Five cups per coffee.
1: Per coffee. That's right. So per thing you're cupping. the, if we've got two coffees we're cupping that morning mm-hmm. it's the Indonesian coffee yeah we're gonna have five cups and it's all going to have the exact same Indonesian coffee in those five cups yeah next to it you can have another five cups and it's all going to be the Guatemalan coffee <clears throat> and it's all exactly the same put into those cups and that's where the measurements become important and we can we'll talk about the protocol of that later I'm sure mm.
0: and it can help with two consistency as well if it, you have five of the same cup yeah. and you all taste the same that's good
1: if you okay. put 8.25 and one and the next one you put in point 49 and the next one you put in two yeah why does this taste so watery it's got no body <laughs> well you've got different things going on
0: yeah and so they say each cup should have should be able to you know seven to nine fluid ounce cup um with a a mouth or opening of around three to three and a half inches. Under, yeah it's and right. I, I, we had talked about earlier that's you know the the opening is going to change the way we smell or the scent mm-hmm. there was a there was a cup that came out I don't know, it probably still is out, but I remember at uh, Mm -hmm. SCA, Mm -hmm. there was a a cup that, uh, like the the top of the cup, where we typically think of it flat, was like kind of tilted up. That's right. So one side, it was higher than the other. And basically what it did is you can kind of like stick your nose in it and it would cup the or, you know the flavor would get trapped kind of an idea and you could smell it better
1: yeah i but i it, it, I haven't seen too many of them as such since then but uh the idea is good i mean yeah. what they're trying to do is keep things consistent so you're just smelling and you're not going to smell the room that whatever the smell going on you're just smelling what's in that one cup
0: yeah um a good grinder and that's, again, we I would you know reference our grinder episode on why, but it's important that what we're grinding is consistent and that we have a good quality in our grind.
1: That's right. And um,
0: again, that's going to change all of the extraction. Exactly. And
1: yeah, if you get a burr grinder, you, you can go more expensive burr grinder and you make sure therefore in those five cups, it's... Almost exactly the same coffee, the same surface area, and every little piece mm. of those grinds yeah. are exactly the same. Yeah. And in the burr and the grinder, part of that that grinder. Perhaps I'm getting on ahead of myself. I think talking.
0: you're. I think you're starting the old the old podcast up again. Oh, that's episode. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> I'll stop right there. No problem.
0: <laughs> There's lots of good stuff for that episode. Yep. Right. Um, uh, something is also the table, uh, table height, the ergonomics of the space. Um, yeah. I know, at Caravan you guys have a, a, a,
1: a taller circular table. I think like that just as a, a bar sized, I think table, it's, it's, you know, it comes up to, you know, towards your, well, up to your chest there. It's, like mid chest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the cool thing is with that, you don't have to bend over as far to smell the coffee. Exactly. So it's easier to smell it. It, a circle makes it easier to walk around. Yep. So as some long as you all go the
1: same way, we've had problems that that way.
0: <laughs> and there's some, so there's some, you know. Again, you don't have to have a circle table; it doesn't have to be. And then you tall, can go to the
1: next stage, and you can have a circle table with a little circle. I think they call them lazy susans. Yeah, or you, the whole table can. Spin. Or the whole table, so you just you stand still and let it go around, and <laughs> as it,
0: long as you spin it when everybody's ready.
1: It doesn't help your steps for that day, but anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, temperature of the room, being comfortable Mm -hmm. where you are. Like you had said, dad, when we were talking is you might be there if you drink professionally for the whole day. Mm -hmm. So I think comfort, um, forms, pencils. Having yep. all the right equipment to to record what you're tasting. Yeah,
1: it's even if you don't if a bit of paper at least, so you can mm. write down some stuff. Otherwise, you're going to forget, and by the end of the day, you won't remember which coffee is which.
0: I mean, I've seen people with iPads and computers. There's, there's, there's some good cool point. apps and stuff you can yeah. get to, and even if you just you know use the Note app on your
1: phone. Yep. Yep, Anything simple. that can help you organize. I've even that. gone to my Excel and made my own cupping yeah. forms up, and I've got hundreds of them. When I first started, before the computer was around, it <laughs> makes me sound ancient. <laughs> I have a whole lot of cupping forms um, that. I have files and files and files of cupping forms. Now it's okay. nice on the computer; you can just tap, and they're just all there, and right. then go to which month you want or which coffee you want. Mm. That is really helpful. I find actually right now my my phone is I use that the most. And as you say, iPhone or Android doesn't matter. Yeah, they, there's good apps. There's and, some really good apps out there.
0: Absolutely, um, limited distractions is kind of a, another thing that might you know. Yeah, that kind of makes sense.
1: You know, music in the background sounds, the same sounds, oh, it sounds so nice and peaceful, but you you want minimum. It's like almost, I would put it down to, it's almost like exam conditions.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to put it. You can't have any distractions.
1: You're not allowed to have phones, you know, calculators in an exam. You don't want them in cupping either.
0: I think about even while I'm at work, as I'm, you know, if I know what I'm doing, I'm typing something up. If I put music on. You know, I kind of get all distracted and I start losing focus, and mm. I think that's where that can, you know,
1: affect that as well. Another, I, I don't know yeah. we have in our notes here, but I'm also thinking a thermometer can mm. be really helpful to make sure the coffee is the right temperature. Or yep, yeah, not not the room I mean, to find out for <laughs> sure. That's probably not a bad idea either. Right. But uh, I'm thinking for the coffee itself because when we cup the coffee, we're going to mm. be looking at possibly doing it at three different temperatures because that will change. When you taste a defect or not taste a defect.
0: Yeah, and especially if you're looking to cup it at a specific temperature. Which
1: is the consistency. So every mm. time you cup the coffee, I do it at two oh three. Um, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's the same for the, the Indonesian or the Guatemalan. I didn't do one at ninety and why does it taste odd it didn't extract?
0: And and I think that leads into time. Time is your frenemy. It's your friend because you need Frenemy. <laughs> it's your because you need time or the coffee needs time to brew or extract. Mm-hmm. But if you let it go too far, so it's cooling a lot as time goes on, or even just if it's hot for a really long time, we're going to get, you know, over extraction. It's not going to. So there's there's this time aspect as well where you want that to be consistent. Which is is one of
1: it's. It, one. I, I guess I'm going to. I was going to say it's a negative thing with coffee cupping. Mm. Once you start cupping, you right. start a timer and you can't stop. You can't right. sort of pause things like you can more in a wine tasting as such coffee once you start you've got to complete the whole thing otherwise you'll need to start again all over
0: right because with coffee cupping you're you're putting the grounds in the cups you're smelling the grounds then you're pouring hot water over mm-hmm. it then you're smelling that as you break the crust which we'll get into in yep, another episode yep. and, and the city
1: you're, you're going to taste more when it's you know hotter rather than cooler or vice versa the body there's so many or, more variables with coffee exactly
0: it's not a finished product that's consistent
1: right and again, that consistency is—you start the clock, and you're going to be consistent mm. with every coffee you do. And you're going to—you're going to wait four minutes, right. n- not three point five nine. It's going to be four minutes. Yeah, absolutely. To be consistent. Have we talked about home? Therefore, I mean, the light version. We, we, we well, I think that these you are adapt the professional say,
0: but you can adapt. Obviously. To as high a level as you want exactly. or, or as low a level. I just
1: think in my mind, rather than five cups, you may just have one cup.
0: The other thing is a scale, kind of as we mentioned, to make sure your measurements are accurate. A scale in grams is going to give you the accuracy. A lot of those specifications that we've went, gone through are you know, metric specific, so that's going to be hugely important. It's
1: actually interesting. In the uh, in the coffee industry, metric is, is known to be the, mm. the, the the scale of preference because mm. it is more accurate, it's more precise. Yeah. I mean, and we we do use five ounce cups and six ounce cups, but it's interesting in here in the States, it's sort of a bit of both we goes on. Mixture, yeah. And you say, oh, we have a five o- a five ounce cup but just eight point five grams of coffee. And you just got these two different <laughs> measurements going on there. Yeah. But if you, I would I would for your own sanity almost is keep it mm. to one one form scale rather than trying to swap between the two because it gets hard to, to, to change.
0: Right. Um, and spoons, spoons are important. (laughs) Uh And I think that it's something that makes sense, but you know what? I will say that, but sometimes, you know, if you've never cupped before, you just, you, you, you may not know it, but when you cup coffee, (laughs) um, I'll do an imitation on the video here for YouTube, but, uh you basically take a little like a spoonful of coffee. Are you
1: getting into the procedure?
0: A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I'll give them a teaser. Okay. But essentially I'll do a little bit I'll do an imitation here. Well, that's not bad. So you, you 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 take the cup or the a spoonful of uh the coffee and you you mm. slurp it and you as loud as you possibly can. We'll mm-hmm. get into wine. Yeah. It splashes yeah. across your palate, yeah, all this yeah, wonderful yeah, stuff. Yeah, but wonderful. that's
1: how you cup it with spoons. And that spoon, if you're doing it at home, I would say get a soup spoon. Yeah, that style is going to help with that slurp you're talking about, yeah.
0: and uh, and the material. What material are we looking
1: it's, for? You don't think about it, but when you drink a cup of coffee, some like to have ceramic or stainless steel or glass and things, but. When you were cupping coffee, we tend to talk about ceramic is the least amount of interference with with the taste of the coffee for the cup. For the cup, yes. For yeah. the cup, yes. For the spoon, we for the want. spoon, it's similar. It's it's, it's you want. Uh, <laughs> it's not ceramic, but no. no. <laughs> but having silver on the spoon really helps. Some have gold; it's more expensive. Silver
0: plated or gold plated are not yep. going to affect the taste of the coffee. Yep.
1: You can get a lot of spoons out there, but you will. It's it's subtle. But if you're going to do a lot of cupping or you're going to start Mm. this journey, I would look at, it's not that expensive, getting a good coffee cuppa spoon and it has the right amount, it has the right depth, there's a whole lot of things that go into a cupping spoon.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you think about like a a thermos that's made of metal, can affect the flavor. Exactly. And you get that metallic taste. So I think it's like, I think ice cream testers use gold spoons. Oh, there you go. Because it doesn't add flavor to it. And
1: it's quite a status symbol too. If you go to a cupping <laughs> pull out a gold spoon. or go to someone's home and they say, we're going to cup some coffee, you pull out your own special cup like, and spoon. Oh yeah, Everyone oh goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's just generally
0: the parts or the pieces we're physically going to be interacting with and using. Um, and, and I think, you know, obviously those can be adapted if you don't have any, mm-hmm. If you have the worst, you know, taste adding spoon in the, that you could possibly find. It's fine. Use it. I mean, you—you you, it's practice. If you don't have everything immediately, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, even not...
1: boiling the water, I would suggest having a, a kettle that automatically turns off. Mm. But a lot of people,
0: Man, how, they don't have, have, have that. They, it's or... just on the stove
1: top. That's hard to do. That's why you need the thermometer at that point. Right. Um, some have now kettles that can you can set the temperature. Yeah. And that's brilliant for cupping because now you've got another consistent number.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I would say do what you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the closer you can get to a more professional standard, the more you're going to get, uh, you know, to an objective. I was just
1: at a time, I can see that. But what I would suggest go to a cupping. There's probably one, possibly one nearby and coffee yeah. roasters, if not cupping, you don't want to go to that roaster. So they should be cupping. Yeah, yeah. Join them or join a public cupping and just get the feel oh, I see what you guys are talking about.
0: Yeah. Are there cuppings in Newburgh, Dad?
1: We, we do. We, Newburgh, our south of Portland, we do one every Friday for half an hour. It's free. doesn't cost anything because it's so much fun and it's so educational. What time are your cuppings? Oh, my, this is a little ad going on.
0: 9.30. 9.30, Caravan Coffee. And you leave. Every Friday. Do ev- they have to let you know before they come?
1: No, nope, just turn up. Just show up. You'll be in and it'll be a uh, most exciting time. You'll hear either hear a Kiwi accent or an Irish accent. <laughs>
0: there you go. Um so I really I think the takeaways for today is you know why what why are we cupping and, and and the reason is really we are thinking and discerning about the flavor in the coffee that we're consuming or putting out and mm-hmm. I think that that's useful for obviously extremely useful for producers of coffee um for farmers even um but it's also if you enjoy coffee it's a great way to hone in your skills and also find what you like more and more um, so yeah, we're, we are really excited to bring more episodes on cupping. Um, we can get into some of the super nerdy details, but, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning into the episode and for listening. If you're this far in the episode again, we always like to thank you cause you made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll throw in a link to the, the video for this episode so you can see our pretty faces if you want, if you think they're pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, thank you so much. As, as we always say, feel free to let us know if you've got any questions or anything you want us to talk about. But uh, we are excited to bring you some more episodes on cupping and to go from there. Thank you so much.